I'm CJ Von Essen. I'm Alexa Zamora. And we will be watching every single comedy movie made in the year 2007. Oh seven. Oh seven. We we broke, we broke the cycle. We did. The cycle it. has been broken. Hell yeah. We have finally, we've done it. Hell who, yeah. Who would have thought? Finally done what I thought. Who would have thunk it? I thought that, uh, you know, we would have never had this opportunity again. But ladies and gentlemen, we did it. We found a good movie. We found a comedy Woo! that managed to make us laugh. Ain't that special? It's really hard God, to come about these it, days. It's been it's been so long. It's been 84 years. We had a rough Since patch for 2007, but we're here. This is definitely an uptick. It was dark. It was dark. What do we watch? We're trying to find Ladies and gentlemen, we have watched Oh, wait. Oh, my gosh. CJ, I forgot. I forgot. I wanted to be in costume. Oh, here we go. I have my sweatpants on. No one's going to see this but me. <laughs> it's for you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, my, my headband is on, and we have watched Blades of Glory. Hell fucking yeah. Blades Hell of yeah. Glory. Oh, thank God. Thank God this movie came into my life. I wasn't expecting it, but I'm happy that it was there. I wasn't expecting to laugh as much as I did. I really laughed so much. For, like, just right off the start, I'm going to say, I I recommend this movie. But if you're someone that is a fan of Will Ferrell, likes the kind of shtick he does in all of his movies... This is another one of those type of movies. You're going to love it. If yep. you really detest Will, Will, Ferrell Will Ferrell and his kind of humor, stick stay oh, clear. You're not gonna of this. Like it. No. Yeah, you're not going to like this. That's at all. that's the, <laughs> you know, 30 second review. But like, I don't know. I've always been a Will Ferrell fan. I think that he's Same. funny. I mean, I I know that like he really gets on people's nerves sometimes, but I think I mean, he does have some stinkers. But a lot of his movies I very much enjoy, and I find him to be quite a hoot, so... Hey, I'm with you there. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we chose this movie because we had quite a few... We couldn't We couldn't do a bad movie. We couldn't. I physically... I we feel couldn't like go I through pro- again. Just another one. I would have propelled myself off of my balcony and onto my neighbor's balcony if I had to go through another one. So (laughs) we were listing off a bunch of different movies and CJ's like, oh, well, back in the past, I don't know how long ago you said it was, but I was trying to watch all of the Will Ferrell movies and I was like, oh, well, Let's add this one to your list of seen Will Ferrell movies. Yeah. I mean, it was like middle school and high school, definitely, because I would go to like the Walmart 
that was closest to me and just dig through the $5 bin. I definitely had one of those DVDs that had all four movies of Will Ferrell at the time, which was um, Talladega Nights, Semi-Pro, Step Brothers, and, oh my goodness, one more. I had another Will Ferrell movie, but I can't remember off the top of my head. It doesn't matter, though. Uh, You You said that you watched Megamind, and then you didn't remember Megamind. Yes, because Megamind was like... I, I watched it, but didn't really watch it because it was at school at the time. And so yeah. you tune in and out and don't I really care. I liked Megamind. I liked Megamind, and then I forgot about Megamind, and then recently, like, TikTok has kind of brought it back into my my consciousness, and I was like, wow, Megamind was actually a pretty good movie. Anyway, wish it was out in 2007. <laughs> but alas, we watched Blades of Glory instead. That's okay. That's okay. I'm so okay with that. Oh, yeah. What I'm not okay with is the fact that this headband is now squeezing my head. Take so it I'm off. Gonna... Yeah. You, we, I, I didn't there think it was going to last that I'm long. I'm so sorry, Will Ferrell. I'm it so sorry, Chaz Michael Michaels. I now, wanted... It was because I put it over my headphones like an idiot. <laughs> All right, folks. Blades of Glory is... A sports parody movie. Will Ferrell has come and gone through quite a number. This one, Will all Ferrell, centering. I think is the fucking king of of these sports movies. Like I, it didn't occur to me until CJ pointed it out to me before we watched the movie, and I was like, oh my god, he really has been in figure skating, soccer, basketball. I'm sorry, soccer racing. Kicking and screaming. I've never seen that one. Oh, it wasn't good, but I liked it as a kid. But he was a <laughs> soccer coach in that one. Okay. okay. <laughs> he was a soccer coach. What else am I thinking about? He did racing. Um, he, he, he's any done a few. I mean, just in general, he what he likes to do is just get uh, like subgenre movies and kind of parody them. Like he did and uh, homies. I believe, right? The Sherlock Holmes kind of parody. And I, I heard it wasn't oh, good, but he still did a parody <laughs> of it. And he's now, the most recent Holy one for us is the Eurovision one. So he he, he likes to pump out those, those weird sure knockoffs. I'm sure it was just called Holmes and Watson. <laughs> Not homies? I think that was a tagline or something then. I distinctly remember homies being a part of it. I never watched it, so I don't know. Honestly, if they made that movie and they didn't use rolling with the homies as like their trailer music i feel like that was a missed opportunity i didn't see the movie i heard it was awful but regardless yeah you're right he takes these subgenre movies by the way the eurovision song contest movie i'm not gonna say that you that it's the best like it's another will ferrell movie he's in the same kind of types of movies and again if you don't like him you're not gonna like it but if you're a fan of eurovision as i am Please fucking watch it. There was one point where I, my favorite Eurovision winner was on the screen. I'm not kidding you, CJ, for maybe a total of five seconds. And I screamed at my TV. I was like, oh my God. Like, 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 like they were in the, the, my living room with me. I was so excited. I, you could really tell that Will Ferrell is a huge fan of Eurovision, and he it was a labor of love, and I thank him for that. Anyway, Blades of Glory. 
Is so no. I, now you, you've talked so much about it. I have to ask because I don't know what Eurovision is. I assume it's just like German oh. electronic music. <laughs> is that right? Holy shit! Not at all. Not no. at all. I was picturing oh, the bad CJ. guys from like Pitch Perfect Three. Stop. Well, I mean, uh, you have German, right? Um, amongst other countries. Okay, so the Eurovision Song Contest, it's been going on since the 60s or 70s. Um, and it is all of the countries in Europe um, all compete with against each other uh, in song form. So they hold many contests inside their own countries to pick who is the best one to be sent to the Eurovision Song Contest to compete against each other's um, countries. And they've been doing it like every year for like 40 years maybe almost 50 at this point probably actually um and that's like where abba came from celine dion actually came from there which i thought she was canadian but but my favorite is conchita verst obsessed with her she is a um she's a, a trans woman and she has a beard with her long hair and she's so pretty and she sang this song that's like rise like a phoenix and she's so good and there's other ones like there are some songs that you've probably heard that may have come from eurovision that are aside from abba like there's a song that's like euphoria which like played at a recent get together that i went to and i was like is somebody playing euphoria right now because apparently it's like a mainstream song there's a comedian named verka seduchka who i believe he is ukrainian and he's a drag queen and his like performance was insane he was dressed like a disco ball and he's like a comedian every the it, it's not just a contest of song it is it's like a contest of talent but it's also like a contest of like um of spectacle and like how crazy you can make your visuals and make your costumes or how strange your groups that you can send out were like there's the russian grandmas they they competed one year my favorite was Greece a couple years ago did a song called Alcohol is Free and it was a ska song and they were all in kilts and they had this old man play a tiny little bouzouki. It was great. I cannot recommend watching Eurovision enough. It's literally insane. This sounds so bizarre and like screams just like be high while watching. It's yes, absolutely. I After this, CJ, I, I will send you some of my favorites that you, you got a deal watch yeah i'm down either while, while either uh, under the influence or sober <laughs> i can't i'm very sad that eurovision isn't happening this year for obvious reasons but next year it's fucking on dude and it's like a three-day thing damn that's great yes and they hate like so it became like recently they started broadcasting it in america i used to have to watch streams of it on like like illegal bbc streams or i had to go to my yaya's house who has greek cable i don't know if that's legal but she's got greek cable and so like i would have to watch it there in greek which i am horrifying at honestly and so a couple years ago i think on like logo people were like 
Americans kind of like this. We're going to start broadcasting it. So I'm pretty sure on Logo they broadcast it and they have like a like a commentator or whatever. Uh, it's huge, dude. And they, <laughs> it's funny because they'll invite all these other countries like Australia, I think, competed one year and like all these other countries. And they're like, oh, yeah. And also, I guess America exists, but it's whatever, <laughs> like relatable. Yeah, this, I love it. This is a whole section of the world I just have not heard of and it's, it's fascinating so good i love your vision i once wrote in my journalism class in high school um we got out of doing weekly journalism work by pretending that we were on the school newspaper we're basically like i had to write one essay every quarter basically yeah. <laughs> for each okay. like school newspaper and one quarter i wrote about eurovision and my teacher was like you can't write about Eurovision. I was like, I have to educate the people. And I wrote like a two-page story about Eurovision. That's how passionate I am about it. You're spreading the good word. I like. Please watch it. <laughs> we spent so much time on Eurovision. Completely, We were like, hey, we watched a great movie. This movie is great. <laughs> but, let's... but anyway, yeah. I got to tell you about Eurovision. <laughs> we should probably just explain it's the It's imperative plot. that the people know. We should probably go a little into, you know, what we just watched, okay, which was yeah. Blades of Glory. <laughs> I guess. Oh, so, what is horrific film? Blades of Glory is a Will Ferrell movie all centered around competitive figure skating. Yes. It's it's Will Ferrell, and I can't remember the other actor's name, but he's Napoleon John Dynamite. John Hader? John Hader. Hader? Hader? Whatever. Hader. Yeah, 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 yeah. That man, who's also fantastic. They yeah, are two so competing figure skaters in the singles men division uh Mm -hmm. and we start out by just getting like their professional like esports commentary outlook on what their life has been up to this point yeah they're like here's the backstory about jimmy mcelroy who is john Hader, and Chaz michael michaels which is uh will ferrell and they like do like faux interviews with them and stuff and uh I ha- I just have to say this movie. So the movie opens with Jimmy Mac. Is it McElroy or McElroy? I feel like not even the actors couldn't. Yeah, I think I think I've heard right. both ways. Because both of like I heard a couple ac- actors in this movie call him McElroy, but a couple others call him McElroy, and I was like, are we just not on the same page? Regardless, um, th- it opens with Jimmy McElroy as a child at an orphanage, like figure skating. And Conte Partiro is playing. And for a hot second, I got very nervous. And I was like, did I accidentally rent Step Brothers? <laughs> and I was like, I was like, shit. And I was like, oh, wait, no. Okay, no, I read, th- I read it the right movie. But it's funny that, like, Will Ferrell's in this movie that opens with that song. And, like, a year later, he's in a movie where he himself sings. No, does he sing it? Yes, he sings it. And closes a movie with it. And so it opens with this child prodigy at the orphanage who's just great at skating. And he gets adopted by this man who is all about just, you know, collecting all these prodigy kids and raising them to be great in their different, like, athletic fields. And so we have this uh, socially awkward, like, professional figure skater. And then Chaz Michael Michelson is like the bad boy raunchy that. man in figure skating. Is it Michelson or just Michaels? Or it might be Michaels. It's two Michaels. Chaz I don't Michael know. Michaels. But 
Love they that. have this ongoing feud that we quickly find out. They fucking hate each other. We both we see both of their performances. They do great. They get the same score, which means they both get gold. They tie. And they're standing Which up on I the think podium. Which is very nice of them to do. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I didn't think. I didn't know that that was a thing that could happen. I don't think and it I, is. It probably isn't. No. I don't think it is. But I was like, you know, they could have like pulled something out of their ass or like made them compete again or something. But yeah. they just gave them both gold, and I thought that was very nice of them, and they were not appreciative. And so these boyos are up on the podium, sharing the the fame and the glory. Boyos. But they keep pushing each other, shoving. It ends in a big fight. Uh, chaos breaks loose. Resulting matters of this is that they get banned from their division, banned from figure skating for life. Fast forward yes. a few years, their lives are miserable and shitty, and they threw a loophole through like Nick Swartzen, <laughs> who is in uh, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry, who is oh my god, you're right, he yep, was yep Nick Swartzen, who's one the, of the boys' stalkers. He was the gay brother, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was the stalker of John Hader. I forgot he was in that. I, I guess I've tried to wipe my memory <laughs> of all Chuck and Larry content. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so through a loophole that he founds, he discovers that uh, they're able to perform again, but it has to be just in a different division, which would be the pairs division. And so yes. it's an enemies turned into partners turned into brothers as they – Put aside their differences, learn to work as a team, and overcome the triumphs and win the gold at the end. That's the That's movie. Beautiful. I was going to say enemies to friends to lovers, but it's not the exact trope. But well, a, it is a, a very little bit. good trope. Possibly. Enemies to friends to brothers is still very cute, and I like that. I love, like, I, it's dumb, and I get it. Like, I know so many movies do this. But that enemies to friends to either lovers or brothers or sisters or best friends or whatever. Something about that just warms my heart. I love movies like that. And they make me happy. Here's the thing. They're, they're like, it's it's cliche, right? It's it was something Absolutely. we've seen so many times. And within the first 10, 15 minutes of the movie, we know exactly, you know, the, the beats this movie's going to hit. But we still 100%. enjoy it. We still watch yeah. it. And we still laugh because... The comedy isn't through the beats. It's through in between and, like, what's the buildup from beat to beat. And that's the part that I really enjoyed. Uh, Yes. I think that this movie, it it made, it was very good at taking everything to the extreme. So, like, every single little detail was, like set to 100 so will farrell's character Chaz michael michaels he's not just like a womanizer he's a literal sex addict that goes <laughs> to rehab and like um jimmy mcelroy isn't just like a sheltered prodigy kid like he's never even like kissed anybody before like he doesn't know like it's very much like everything is is extreme. They have to practice this um, this uh, winning this game winning move called the Iron Lotus, and um, the, their coach has tried to do it before with two skaters in North Korea, and then they, <laughs> which is already insane, and then they perform it, and I guess. 
their ankles were off and the lady got beheaded while they did it and you're just like like crazy taking everything to the extreme things and that really really worked for this movie and it was all stuff that wasn't that when they take it to the extreme at times it was almost unexpected in what direction yes. they'll go i i don't know about you but in some of these movies we watched in the past i'll be doing something else on my phone playing a game and 100%. I, I kind of tune in and out eh, depending on the circumstance. But this movie, I was locked in. I, I was I like, was also locked in. I was in. I was locked in. I, CJ, I just want to set the scene for oh, my yeah. watching pa- Paint experience. the picture. My eyes are closed now. I'm going to paint the picture because I, I was so upset by all these terrible movies that I was like, please just let this be a good one. So I sat down and... As of yesterday, I decided that I want to make, like, jewelry out of resin. So I'm doing, like, my resin crafts while I'm watching this movie. And, like, my hedgehog came out at one point. She's just munching on her food. And I was like, this is zen. Like, I feel so good here. I'm, I have my crafts. And I'm watching my movie. And my hedgehog is awake. And I'm not being disturbed. And I just felt so good good watching this movie and i was locked in the whole time yes i was pouring resin into these little bezel molds but i was like this movie is everything to me it it hit the spot you know it did it really quenched that thirst we were having quenched that thirst yes delicious and that north korean you know video scene where we watch the iron lotus backfire and see the woman's head chopped off completely oh my god i i I, like like, jumped i was like i was like i was not expecting that no what do you what what do you mean It, it was completely out of the left field and it set a fucking high precedent not like you said they take it to the extreme any chance they get they get and that's so true because now it's suddenly a life or death figure skating routine exactly and that sentence itself is just hilarious life or death it really is i oh what a great movie i also loved so there are side characters we have villains in this oh, yeah. movie and we have side characters and their names are Strons and Fairchild Von Waldenberger is that correct <laughs> I didn't even remember their names I did remember their uh sister's name which is Katie Katie so Strongs <laughs> and Fairchild and Katie <laughs> which and already Katie. gives you a picture you already know what these characters are like but, and they're played by Will Arnett, yes. Amy Poehler, and Jenna Fisher. And I you, I don't even have to tell you who plays who. Exactly. You know who plays who. And I was, Strong... so, I was so happy to see Jenna Fisher again in another 2007 because... What? A double... Was, oh, I love her. Double Jenna, dude. Double Jenna. Oh, I, I, we saw her in Dewey Cox and to see her in Blades of Glory. She was Glory. so good in mm. that, too. Oh, yeah. I I guess because I know I knew her exclusively as Pam. Yeah, it's hard to get we that have out seen of your like, head. Yeah, we've seen two movies now with her and sex, sexy lingerie, and both times I'm like, this just doesn't feel correct. It, to it me. it's it's strange. It definitely it's is. So like, what strange. a weird coincidence. I know, and like she's really cute, and she looks cute in them, but I'm like, oh my gosh. 
I feel like I shouldn't be here. <laughs> like, I feel like I'm looking at something that I shouldn't. <laughs> and Will Ferrell, you know, uh, that, that whole situation itself was kind of tragic. So the villains, they're, they're the leading pairs, figure skaters. Uh, they are brother and sister and sister. Yes. And rich as fuck, uh, swanky as fuck. Like Sharpay to the parents, max. Their parents were um, ex skiers, I think. And they like got Olympic a skiers. They they made, got in an accident in they, their car and they got killed. They got into a car accident while driving Katie to skating practice. So and they were killed. So Amy Poehler and Will Arnett constantly hold it over Katie's head that she is the reason why their parents are dead and so they use that to their advantage to make katie do everything for them and the fucking worst thing of it was that we see this relationship between uh jimmy and katie which in it itself was very awkward but that's kind of on par it was for Will awkward Ferrell movies, but like kind of cute i thought they were like adorkable it was yeah i mean I, I think it was definitely forced, but... Oh, 100%. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We could have had a, a a totally the same movie except John Hader's character, Jimmy, was like a gay man, and yeah. I feel like it would have worked out probably a little bit better, but I did think that they were cute. I liked the scene where he calls her, well, Chaz grabs the phone and calls her for Jimmy so that Jimmy can ask her out on a date. And on the one end, Chaz is trying to tell him what to say to sound sexy. And on the other end, on the other end, uh, Katie's brother and sister are listening in or trying to tell her sexy things to say so that she can spy on them and trap him. And, and I spoilers, just thought that was they're <laughs> all they're all not sexy things. No, they're not sexy at all. <laughs> the one where it's like, um, she's like, they're like, tell her that you tell him that you just got out of the shower, and she's like, oh, I just got out of the shower. And Chaz Michaels is telling um, Jimmy to, be, to say like, I also should go take take a shower because I was pumping iron at the gym and I'm so sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> no, the best is when they were like, oh, I, I'm, I have to go. What did she say? She's it was something like, about oh, jugs. Jugs, yeah. She's like, I gotta go, like, like powder my jugs. Or powder something. my jugs. You remembered it, yeah. That shit was so good. Oh yeah. And so, uh, these villains, they decided they need to not only perform their set. But they have to find a way to stop, you know, Chaz and Jimmy from performing theirs. Classic villain yes. move. The yep. way of doing it is they find out, they know that Katie and Jimmy are kind of uh, seeing each other a little bit. And so they force Katie to try and hook up with Chaz. Because Chaz so is a sex addict. Yeah. They know this. And they're going is... to use this to their advantage. And that's how we get the lucrative scene where uh, Jenna Fisher is uh, shirtless with Will Ferrell groping her. And then Jimmy walks in. Sorry, I just started thinking about Will Ferrell groping me and I got a little upset. No, yeah. I just feel like if I was Jenna Fisher in that scenario, Uh, (laughs) I'm sure Will Ferrell's a nice guy. I I like Will Ferrell, but not in that way. Yeah, not in that way. No. I've... 
I don't care. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I really, you were talking about that, and my brain automatically was like, I wonder what that was like. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. How that's kind, that's kind of like a dead stop moment. Yes. Anyway, he goes and touches her powdered jugs. <laughs> and Jimmy walks in, and, you know, she didn't have to sleep with Chaz because Chaz professed that he, he loved Jimmy like a brother now. And yes, and he wasn't going to betray her. And she's yeah. like, oh, you're not great news because, but before she can explain that she was being forced to this, Jimmy comes in and is like, oh, with balloons? He I, came in with balloons. I, he's an he's an innocent, sheltered boy. <laughs> like, honestly, though, if know. like I I called someone for a booty call and they showed up with balloons, I'd be like, I don't think he knew hey. it was a booty call. I I really nice. don't. Yeah. But like, way to set the mood, though. I wouldn't be upset about it. You I'd could, be upset you that they're bad for the, the environment. And have a really fun time. It, how fucking funny would it be to have sex while you're just, just like breathing in helium? I I wouldn't be able to keep a straight face. How fucking hilarious! Oh man. Okay. Okay. Um. Jimmy's fuck. got some date ideas that I think that I think that should be put into practice. <laughs> How fucking I'm hilarious! I'm hearing it in my head. Like they, like, you know, they're doing it. But then they stop in the middle. They grab a balloon, go, <laughs> and the and the guy says, "Harder, harder, harder!" Ew, ew, ew! Stop! <laughs> ew! ew. <laughs> we are the lollipop kill, the lollipop kill. <laughs> I wanted, listen, CJ. I wanted to keep my helium sex to myself in my own bedroom, oh my and you've God. brought it to the world. <laughs> <laughs> oh that, no that's so that's so weird that's gotta be up there like who okay honestly honest honest talk here for real okay okay do you do you think there there are people out there that have per on purpose swallowed some consumed some helium to have sex just sounding hilarious um, for the purpose of it being funny or for the purpose of it them thinking that it was sexy? Because there's a kink for everything in this uh, world. I mean, either like, way. You think people actually did this no matter what? Yeah. No, there's got – listen, if if there's something that you can think of, there's somebody out there that's into it and that's done it. You got you to gotta, you gotta know. That's like well, – I'm, going, I'm pulling up an incognito tab. Oh, God. I can't believe... I was not expecting this episode. (laughs) I was not expecting this episode to take this left turn. I hope my mother doesn't listen to this. So, all I did was pull up an incognito tab and typed in helium sex onto Google. The first result is a YouTube video titled Helium Sex with Noah Yap. My collab with Noah Yap will be coming up soon, so go subscribe to his channel now. And then I I just had sex, parentheses, on helium, HQ. Oh, well, that's a song. I mean, I can pull up a different like, website for you. Oh, I can do that. I'm just curious. <laughs> They're not going to be fucking on YouTube. That's the thing. So, like, are they talking about their helium. experiences? 
Oh, 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 I've got, oh, oh, no. You got it? <laughs> no. Are they doing it? <laughs> no. No, no, I've found one video where it is, it just says angel with helium balloons. I don't want to know what this, the, 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 thumbnail is just a lady like fully clothed just like breathing in a balloon but then, well yeah if you're gonna have helium sex you don't do it naked that's just that's then, common sense the, the rest are all from what it looks like oh wait this is a regular girl wait but the rest from what they all look like is um like cartoons and cgi um characters that are inflating their boobs with helium oh okay <laughs> and this, I, this, I understand and this is a real lady but she has helium she just put she put balloons in her in her shirt and then there's another girl that's just in like skimpy underwear and she's just blowing up um helium balloons until they pop and i don't know what the purpose that serves uh, we're we're going and down then, a and very then dark this path. Is just, and then this is just a lady just breathing in helium balloons. Okay, there's this is something that this is a level that I will never ever ever be on. There's softcore and then hardcore, and then there's helium core. Helium. I can't believe it's people just, use helium to get off. It's just <laughs> like I I know I know there's so many people in the world and like. <laughs> There's so many different ways people do the do, you know? Yeah. But, but with helium? Oh. Like, I'm, I, there has to be some. People are inflating people them own. People are inflating their own stomachs. Okay, I've, I've gone down a dark path. <laughs> I've gone down a dark path, uh, and I don't want to be in there. I'm, I'm going to just live in the happy world of people putting helium balloons in their shirts and pretending yeah, that they're Yeah, yeah, we could go back that to was, the movie. I <laughs> Anyway, let's, let's get out of here. This, mo- this episode has been like 25% movie and then the rest is just Eurovision and uh, But that's the thing. That's, here's the thing. Like this is, I think that we're this is on par for our style. When a movie is really bad, we have more to talk about because we're complaining. I we're know. talking, pointing about bad shit in there. If it's a good movie, we're saying, hey. Go watch it. <laughs> and then we'll, we'll highlight, you know, certain parts, and then we kind of go on tangents off the funny shit. I I had a good time watching I did too. this movie. It, it made uh, me know, think. It oh, made me okay. think. What it made you think. So we, we, we listed the Will Ferrell movies where he, like, parodies sports, right? Okay. I, I, I just, I can see it already. Like, where he does something, or it's the same style, but with tennis. Tennis is a sport... I don't think has gotten the movie comedy justice it deserves. Yeah, I think we totally like. I think th- it's time for a tennis movie. I, it it could be even like similar premises to Blades of Glory, where it's rival They're... singles partners that then get banned, and now they have to be a doubles team. It could be even something as simple as that, but or it honestly, could be its own like, story. Talladega Nights is kind of the same movie, just like in reverse. It's, like, the same thing where it's, like, guy who's on top, then he, like, 
does fall falls on hard times and now he's gotta like get his career back it's just that yeah. the difference is in talladega nights he loses his best friend and in blaze of glory he gains a best friend it could all be the same movie i don't know about semi-pro and it's not kicking and screaming because that's about him coaching children but yeah <laughs> it's, it's time for a tennis movie that's what i'm here to say that's my that's I... the platform i'm gonna stand on and I feel like there's so much potential with tennis. I don't know how to play tennis, but I just the idea of Will Ferrell like throwing a tennis racket is really coming to the brain. I and I I like it. I like where it's going. Zamora, you are talking to a varsity tennis player. I'll have you know. Shut up. Shut up. I didn't know oh, this. Yeah. I, I I did tennis uh, all throughout in high school. Nope, because the college we went to only had a women's tennis team. They did oh, not have a men's. But in high school, that shows you how I did much it. I know about our college. <laughs> in my senior year, I was on varsity, and the only reason I was on varsity, my coach, my coach told me, was because I could make him laugh. <laughs> I was not good at tennis. I was Shut bad, up. and I knew I was bad, and everyone else knew I was bad. But, but because I was a senior and because I was really funny and I could make him laugh, he put me on varsity. You comedic relief. Oh, yeah. For the team. Oh, yeah. That's like a real, that's real movie shit. That's what, <laughs> that's like what, what like family sports movies do. Can I tell you? And like, that's the team. Can I tell you? I had a nickname on this tennis team. Oh, please tell me the nickname. Uh, I was called Butter. Like the, um, like the food. Like the food. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I explain, please. Freshman year, practice. We at our high school we had three uh, different sets of tennis courts, like three different pieces, and they're all stacked in a line. I was in the furthest one, with a group of kids, and the mosquitoes were biting so bad, and so, one day. I slapped myself because the mosquitoes were all over. And I'm like, man, it's like I'm sweating butter. That's what I said. My coach from three courts away heard me, stopped practice, had everyone come in and say, CJ, repeat what you just said. And I said, (laughs) it's like I'm sweating butter. And from there on out, everyone called me butter on that team. And whenever I was playing tennis and I did something good, they said, Butter's on a roll! Butter's on a roll. That was, that was the thing. So uh, a bunch of kids this? wanted me to bring toaster so I, can, uh, so I can give them some toast. Toast. I never did because we didn't have outlets. Disappointing. Yeah. Oh. But my so nickname like, was, was Butter. was this phrase, I'm sweating butter, Is that, was that like a thing that you've used previously like is that a phrase i don't think so that you've known or did like your brain just like it would just, just like blurt it out yeah yeah it was just kind of fumbled I out of my dropped my mouth. something in my kitchen like five years ago and my brain just had to say oh i'm just a nightmare on roller skates like as if that means anything <laughs> So, like, I understand sometimes your brain just brains just is, like, do it, dude. This is yeah. the appropriate response. Oh, yeah. I'm and sweating now, fast forward, Alexa. That's so gross. Okay. Fast, fast forward to uh, the summer I graduate high school, right? Or the summer afterwards. 
Uh, so it was like after my first year of college, I get a job okay. as a bar back in um, in a water park, in like a restaurant in a water park. First day I get there, I say my name. It's CJ, right? And immediately someone goes, oh, that's not going to do. We already have a CJ. <laughs> Which is weird to begin with, right? Because that's not common. It's, it's an uncommon name. It's so, an uncommon name, but it's also uncommon to be like, oh, well, you can't have that name. Somebody else has one. Like, so names aren't exclusive. On, later on, I get introduced to the CJ. It's one of the cooks. And so he turns around and goes, uh, like, he introduces himself, and then he taps the shoulder of the other cook. And he goes, wait a minute, another CJ? And it was a guy from the tennis team. And he goes, that's not CJ, that's Butter. That's butter. And so now everyone at my work, when I was barbacking, called me Butter. It's following you. It followed me, yeah. Yeah. I am shocked. How did we how did you feel about continuing on the Butter legacy? Uh I was okay with it. I had to earn okay. their respect, right? Because okay. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. Absolutely. And so that day I rolled with being called Butter and uh, employees can get a meal comp for free every shift at that time. And so mm-hmm. I didn't know how it worked. So I was like, can I uh, get a burger? And I, and I was like, how much is it? And the chefs were like, the cooks were like, you don't, you don't know what's up. Let me Ugh. make you a burger. And so they were, they were like, you know, a couple of years older than me. And they're just showing off. They're like, sit down. We're going to make you a burger. It's free, but you have to eat it all. And I was like, fucking bring it on all right terrifying and so these three cooks put together this burger that it was like a monster burger they put like everything they could on it two patties fried onion bits bacon it was just loaded and i sat there and i ate it all like within my 15 minute break whatever it was and on a roll in 15 minutes i don't it might have been 30 i don't know but Still. they did not expect for me to eat it, and I downed that motherfucker, and I got their respect. And then you truly were butter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. At that point, probably like 2% of my total body fat was butter. Ew. <laughs> Ew. So there's yes. your other tangent of this. Sorry, Blaze of Glory. We know how good you are, you, but we had to just of go glory. off. I love you, Blades of Glory. You know... They, so um, Will Ferrell and um, John Hader, as a duo, skated to not one but two different Queen songs, and I I don't really have anything to say about that except that like it was really it's good taste. Oh, I love yeah. Queen. Definitely. I was very excited to hear it because the first time it was. Um, Oh, you know what? I'm lying. I'm a liar. The first song was Don't Want to Miss a Thing, and that was by Aerosmith. I'm a big silly liar. But Everyone the second one was Flash Queen. by okay. Queen. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone okay. gets confused. Okay. My mom <laughs> Okay, another tangent, but a couple a couple weeks ago, my mom was trying to remember the name Freddie Mercury, and she goes, "You know Eric like the Saturn. guy she <laughs> Like, to my dad, she's like, you know, like, the guy, you know, Frankie? And he's like, Frankie? And she goes, yeah, Frankie Mercury. She's like, (laughs) my dad's like, 
Freddie Mercury. And she's like, oh, fuck. I didn't mean to call him Frankie. So now, like, whenever somebody in my family fucks up somebody's name, one of us has to go, hey, Frankie. Frankie. Frankie Mercury. Frankie. That's Frankie Mercury over there. Yeah. Anyway, Frankie Mercury, the lead singer of Aerosmith. (laughs) Um, I actually thought it was funny, too, because they kind of, like, molded the Chaz Michaels character in an interview that I read that um, he was kind of, excuse me, he was kind of uh, molded after this uh, figure skater named Elvis Skoljik. I don't know. I don't know anything about figure skating. And like, um, like Steven Tyler from like Aerosmith and like a little bit of, um, I think they said like Jimmy Page or something. Um, And I thought it was funny that they decided to use that song as like a nice little tribute. But can we can we agree that Will Ferrell in most of his movies are is just the same character? Yes, like and to it's an funny too extent. because so the movie they originally wrote and they pitched it they ha- they wrote it with Ben Stiller and Will Ferrell in mind. So they pitched it to Ben Stiller and Ben Stiller was gonna play the Chaz character and Will Ferrell was gonna play the Jimmy character and then. Ben Stiller, for whatever reason, I looked it up. I am seeing, excuse me, I burped. I looked it up and I have seen uh, various accounts as to why he did it. Some said that it was because he was already, already had just recently done a sports movie and he didn't want to do another. Another one was that he was busy. Another one was that it was kind of like too similar to other roles he's done. Um, The... Uh, the interview with the writers and Will Ferrell, they were like, oh yeah, he just, we don't know why. He just couldn't do it for whatever reason. But he was still one of the producers of the movie. He was still like supportive of it. But then after he dropped out, Will Ferrell was like, actually, I think I'm going to take that uh, Chaz character. And it was just like the same character. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. But I don't know. I was trying the whole movie. I was, I had that in mind and I was trying to think about him as Jimmy and I was like, that wouldn't have worked. It, it, I, I think I, I mean, we only saw one version, but I think I like this, as opposed definitely. to definitely. The, the only version I could think of is like how he plays Buddy the Elf, where it's like very naive. But then I would have, I don't know. I don't feel like it would have been right. I like him as Chaz Michaels, and I also want to say that in movies like Chuck and fucking Larry, or like Chuck Rush never Hour fucks fucking Larry. three unfortunately not no in our version maybe they will who knows um but like in rush hour three just like all those movies where like these asshole douchebag like womanizing men always get the girl i really appreciated that in this movie while they made Chaz michael michaels an asshole like and he, they did make, like, him have, like, adoring fans that are like, oh, he's so hot and blah, blah, blah. And, like, he objectified women. None of the women that he objectified were like, hell yeah. Like, you're so hot. Thank you for doing this. Like, how they did in Chuck and Larry and Rush Hour. And I was like, that's how you write a shitty misogynistic character. You can have some characters maybe be like, yeah, he's kind of hot, but like the ones that he objectifies are not into it and they don't care for it. And I'm like, yeah, that's how you write a good character. Cause I still liked him as a character. I still thought he was very funny. So like, 
It's possible to write that kind of character. And he didn't get the girl at the end, Chuck and Larry. And Rush Hour 3? There you go, folks. That This is how you do it. Sometimes you just gotta stick to a simple formula and just punch up it up in between the spaces with real extreme, absurd, silly stuff that works. Yes. And if you're yes. Will Ferrell, it definitely helps. It definitely helps. Yeah. I thought he was great. I thought the casting was great. I thought the 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 coach, the figure skating coach, who was played by, I believe his name is Craig T. Nelson, maybe. I may be fucking up his name and thinking about a different know. one. But he's yeah, the voice of Mr. Incredible. Oh, okay. Yeah. And also, like, he's super famous and he's won awards and, like, he was the main character of that show Coach that, like, my dad always talks about but I've never seen. And so I was, like... I was happy to see him because I'm like, yay, that's Bob Parr. But I was like, there's definitely people out there that's like, he's an, a, he's an esteemed actor. <laughs> and so, like, th- this movie definitely is not higher thinking material. It's definitely more, oh, just, no. it's just entertainment, right? And It's just, it's silly for silly's sake. There's nothing yeah, that you, you kinda, have to think about in this movie. And you have to enjoy it for that own, like, fact. Like, all of Will Ferrell's movies are a lot like that and one mm-hmm. of my favorite movies as a kid uh is dodgeball have so you ever to see it oh my god dodgeball is on par with the, the it's these sport parody movies and yeah. you know watching it back now there's definitely parts that did not age well i'll tell you that much but it's uh-huh. it's still it's the same formula of it's entertainment turn your brain off for a little bit and enjoy what they got and it's it's simple, easy stuff that it's when compared to Chuck and Larry or when compared Ooh. to Rush Hour and all of those others, how bad too, they could fuck up. Like I just know. how how unabashedly turned off they had to do be when writing it. To, uh, I have to say, too, I think this movie aged extremely well. Like, I didn't sit there and watch it and like be like, oh, this is. This is ridiculous. Like these these comments that they're making, these jokes that these are that they're making. Like I thought overall, it did a like I watched it and I was like, oh, this is still funny. Like there's no parts that I'm like, oh, this is so dated. Like yeah, so maybe a black eyes black eyed peas reference. I'm trying to think because like one know. of the biggest things to date a film is if they use technology because we grow in technology so fast. They didn't really do that. Dude, they didn't even, like, use cell phones in this movie. People no. were using landlines. Like... Okay, so there that dates it to an extent, but still. I guess, but yeah. I, I, it, the only it, scene it's I can ambiguous think of, with its year. Yeah. Like, and I mean, even still, even with the, the landline thing, I mean, they were calling... Oh, wait, no. Never mind. I thought they... I was going to say they were calling from the hotel, but they were just calling from wherever the fuck they were training where were they staying not the hotel a, for the thing when they were it, like training it was like a Who? it was like a winter summit lodge that they were able to yeah. get yeah so know. maybe maybe that's why they called on a landline was because they were staying at like a lodge that just yeah. had landlines and she answered on a landline because it was their business their front desk business phone so even then like you can make an excuse for that yeah. i didn't think that there was any really dated technology. I guess if, like, maybe you're super into figure skating and, like, there are some 
maybe some figure oh, skating it, references it, or cameos that you are updated. Folks, to talk about the actual figure skating itself, here we go. That, <laughs> like, you can tell when it, there's green screen. And you and can when tell there's stunt when doubles. there's, oh my god, yeah, yeah. But like, you know what? It, it's kind of artfully that... done, but like you can still yeah. tell that, like, because Will Ferrell cannot do that kind of shit. Oh no, and neither no. can John Hader. And you can tell, and I mean, listen, you can tell that there's green screen, and you can tell that they're on wires, and you can tell that there's stunt doubles. But when they were doing like little skating moves, like I was like, wow, that's actually not bad. Like, yeah. I mean, I don't know shit about skating so oh God, like yeah. i did no, I, I took like one or two years of figure skating classes when i was like five so like i can't tell you shit but like i was impressed i was like wow look at them moving their foot around and will ferrell's on like one toe for a second i was impressed actually john Hader actually uh sprained it or broke his ankle while they were filming this ah. yeah they basically the screenwriters were like saying that yeah we wrote this movie and we're making it and we're producing it but nobody ever thought like oh yeah our actors have to figure skate so they were like once they put the actors on the skates like i think like almost within the first couple days john Hader like fell and got like a hairline fracture on his ankle um but they were actually able to like maneuver scheduling so that the actual acting parts they could still do and then like uh, they could have like a couple weeks he can heal while they're, he's doing the acting scenes and also he can have like a couple weeks off that he can heal his ankle and then they were able to film the skating scenes lovely yeah there you go good for him i think it's time we talk about the ending bit the final oh performance my god. oh oh my god first so of all leading up to the ending yeah you, you can yeah it. i was gonna say first of all the song that they chose is flash from by queen their outfits are like these crazy light up Tron numbers. I loved them. They were terrific. Continue on with what you're going to say. I just had to say the costuming in this movie, fa- fabulous. Like 10, uh, 12 out of 10. Loved it. The lead up point to their final performance is them both individually trying to get to the rink, to the stadium. Because... Yes. Uh, Jimmy has been there, been there waiting, and in his mind, for nine uh, hours staring at a pack of because gum. His, his partner, he he caught his partner in the act with Jenna Fisher with Katie, and so he was distraught. Yes. And so it he wasn't goes until... to the rink and he lays down and stares at a piece of gum for nine hours, and then Wilf Earl and Jenna Fisher spend their entire nights just calling him, trying to find out where he is. Will Ferrell spends the whole night eating jerky and just like nonstop calling him. The one line where he was like, he was like, I won a lot of radio commercials when I was a kid because I wouldn't stop. <laughs> and so uh, the evil siblings, uh, what were their names? Strons Fair- and Fairchild. Yes, yes. So they each are set on stopping uh, Will Ferrell and uh, John Hader. From performing, uh, I'm so bad with their names. I, they, you just said them and they pop out of my head. Strons and Drons. So Drons. No, S T R A. Oh, Strons. Yes, Strons is trying to take out Chaz. He Chaz gets in a taxi. Strons is driving the taxi. 
hits him in the head with a pipe. <laughs> like, of course. And he's got like a, <laughs> he's got this ridiculous, like bedazzled John F. Kennedy outfit on. <laughs> oh, it's fantastic. And so then Chaz. And he has costumes <laughs> to like kidnap him. Like he has costumes like as a taxi driver and shit. It's so good. These villains are so good. Chaz is zip tied to a chair in some abandoned skating storage yeah, place. I have no like, idea where it was. So weird. So, as he's zip tied, Strange goes to the bathroom to, you know, relieve himself and to change into his outfit. And so during that time, Chaz is able to get the chair and just like push it back up against some skates and he rubs his his tied hands against it to break his chains and he hops out with a pair of skates and just breaks it there and he's out he's free and he gets his skates on and that's when will onet strong pops out in his nice little jfk suit and is like oh no he's gone and so they have this epic chase through a frozen river as they're ice skating trying to catch up to one another crossing the river going through the like convention center wherever it, they are taking place like and they yeah. have to like walk on regular ground with their ice skates which is super awkward and like, go up the escalator around. And, up then, the escal- and they're having, like, polite conversation while on the escalator. Of course, because that's what you do. <laughs> but yes. once they get off the escalator, it's back to this hectic chaos of them trying to walk and get to the other person. And they go through this gift shop and grab a hostage and go, don't move or I'm going to kill her. And they're like, oh! And they, they throw it away. And fucking Strons grabs a crossbow out of... Why did they have that? No, <laughs> I don't... It was Canada. I don't know. Yeah. But oh, yeah. He takes the crossbow you know, and tries to Canadians. shoot him. He tries to shoot him, and he ends up shooting the mascot the for this mascot. whole, uh, like, tournament. The mascot abuse in this movie was <laughs> so funny. Earlier in the movie, when the two of them are fighting on their, about both winning the gold medal, they, ha- they like, fist fight, and somehow a fire starts, and then it hits, like, the mascot, and I guess, I think they were in, like, Sweden or Switzerland or something, and they're like, they hit schnitzel, and they're like, schnitzel, no! <laughs> and, like, there's children holding schnitzel mascot, like, stuffed animals, and then, like, this other one is called, like, Icy or something, and they just shoot Icy in the head, and, I, and they're like, Icy, no! And so the chase is still going on, and they're leaving a building, trying to cross another street to get to another building, and Will Ferrell takes a jump onto a, uh, an iced-over lake or river or whatever, but he falls through, and that's mm-hmm. where Strauss thought, you know, he's been taken care of. He's done so, and so he goes, gets changed, gets proper, and gets ready for his performance. But Chaz emerges from the drink, frozen solid, iced all frozen. covering his face, and he makes his way back to the stadium. He looks like at the end of The Shining where Jack Nicholson is yeah. just like frozen outside. <laughs> and they put like so much white makeup on his face. Like he looks insane. And then tell us what happened to our boy Jimmy. Oh, our boy Jimmy. Okay, so Fairchild, who's played by Amy Poehler, she locks him in the bath. She follows him into the bathroom and then steals a canadian mounties handcuffs that just so happened just were so casually in his back belt and then she handcuffs him to i guess the toilet and then i'm not gonna lie cj i looked away for like two minutes so i i looked away for a second and then i saw john Hader have toilet paper in his mouth while on the ground oh and I was so you like, don't know oh. what happened 
oh, I'm not looking at the rest of this. So I genuinely don't know what happened because I was so disgusted. <laughs> this is what happened. He's he's locked in the bathroom. No one else is coming in. Um, There was one kid, and he tried getting the kid to come, and the kid just screamed, stranger danger, ran, knocked over the trash can. All the trash came out. That's where uh, the key was dropped. And oh. a roll of toilet paper rolled all along that he could reach it with his head and he noticed that the key was on the end of the long strand of toilet paper but he could he'd try to use his head and push it and drag it but it was no use he had to use his tongue and so he goes i'm coming for you Chaz!" and he uses his tongue to move the disgusting toilet paper that is covered oh. with other toiletries and nasty I shit. I literally, yeah. And he gets I to the key I looked away for a second, and then I, so I didn't see, like, the whole key thing. So, like, I looked away, and then I looked back, and I see John Hader with toilet paper with debris on it in his mouth, and I was like, oh, I can't, nope, not gonna watch the rest of that. Thank you. Oh, I was so grossed out. But in the meantime, while Amy Poehler is handcuffing him, she reveals that... Katie never slept with Chaz. It was just a plot, and she refused to do it because she was in love with Jimmy. And then he's all happy. And he frees himself after uh, getting all up and dirty with the trash. And he's there at the stadium waiting for Chaz. Chaz emerges at the top of the stadium by the audience's nosebleeds and uses his jockstrap <laughs> as a grappling... Not grappling hook, but... um. A device to kind of close like a hang zip down. A zip line. He zip lines yeah. down, hitting people along the way, gets to the rink, and like, they're finally able to perform. Blades. Like yeah, he probably killed blade. a man. He probably killed people. Probably. I also want to talk about um, the insane numbers that Amy Poehler and Will Arnett did on the ice. Yeah, go ahead. So they, I don't think we, we didn't see like their first number but they had like these crazy like light up things on their head their second number the announcer says that they're paying tribute to urban culture and they're like (laughs) they're dressed up in like these crazy bedazzled like r&b like singer from the 90s outfits like denim all over the place and they're skating to marky mark and the funky bunch which is quite possibly like the whitest rap you can find considering it's mark Wahlberg. and so (laughs) they skate to that and then during these final skates they're dressed like marilyn monroe and john f kennedy and they don't tell they don't show you a lot they just talk about how it's it was like the most the such a huge display of like detail with props and they show like like stills still images of like what their routine was and it's just like amy poehler as marilyn monroe sitting on the ground like taking a bunch of pills and then like will arnett is john f kennedy like trying to choke the pills out of her i was sad i couldn't watch this performance it would have been amazing. it was so funny and then she uh in this final number that Chaz and jimmy do they like i said they skate to flash and amy poehler is so mad that they are not dead that she rips off her pearls and she purposefully and she gets her pearls on the ice so that 
they may trip and hurt themselves and then Chaz does and he breaks his ankle <laughs> and he's like they're like are you sure he broke my ankle and he's like let me check and he just like puts his foot down and just screams yeah. and then to like make it look like it was on purpose John Hader also <laughs> screams and now they have to like improv their routine because yes. he can only use his one foot and originally the plan for the Iron Lotus was for Jimmy to be lifted up and he's the one that potentially gets his head decapitated. But yes. he says to Chaz that they'll switch places. Because and Chaz can't do the Iron Lotus on just one foot unless he's in Jimmy's place. And so they're preparing for this move. And the coach is realizing what they're doing and he's shouting, Stop! No! This is suicide! And the time comes, and the announcers are like, they're trying this move that has never been done before. Here comes the Iron Lotus. And Chaz goes up in the air, being swung by one of the ankles. And it goes slow. And we see everything happening in slow motion. Music playing. Chaz is spinning in the air. He's in position, and it's time for Jimmy to like do like a backwards kickflip, where his blade is so close to Chaz's neck. It's getting closer and closer. This is where it would decapitate Chaz. And then we get an extra zoom in on the slow-mo shot, and we see the blade take a couple (laughs) hairs off his chin. And they land. Jimmy lands, and he turns and grabs Chaz, and Chaz is safe. And they perform the move, and they won. They succeeded. That is the climax of the movie. It was so good. I, listen, because this movie does take everything to the extreme, I was so worried that they were actually going to decapitate Chaz Michael Michaels for a second. Or, or like, slit his throat and have him go out on a stretcher. Yeah. Yes. And then, like, maybe they still won, but I was so scared. And then they just, like, just kind of zipped him a little bit with his, with his, his, uh, his beard hairs. And I was like, oh, thank God. I didn't have to see Will Ferrell with his neck cut open. So not only do they win, but, uh, the authorities come to arrest Strons because of his crossbow incident. Yes, and the mascot is there with a crossbow in its head, and it just, like, angrily points at Strons. <laughs> <laughs> and through that, he also uh, admits to his sister Fairchild's yes. plot to destroy the other competition. And so they're both going yes. to jail. And, and they fight and, and argue and smooch. And then they smooch. In the height of their passions... They smooch because this whole movie has been making like a weird underlying sexual tension between them. Um, and Which the is reason fun because the, t- the two are married at the time, right? I was going to say, yeah, at the yeah. time, Amy Poehler and Will Arnett were married, so they already had their natural chemistry. And they made them brother and sister to really amplify it. So at the end, they made out, and that was weird. I wonder how Katie felt. <laughs> Left out. <laughs> yeah. Ew. <laughs> no. She's Katie's like, oh wait, nice. let me go grab the helium. <laughs> no. 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 Katie's a nice girl. And then and at then, the end, she actually goes and runs to Jimmy, and the two of them kiss, and she's like, oh, you've got, you've been practicing, and he goes, 
thanks jez has been showing me a couple things <laughs> that made me laugh that was that really, made me laugh I wasn't and her face it. was like what okay i guess <laughs> that was really good and I was the like, last damn i really ship chaz and jimmy i guess <laughs> <laughs> the last bit is uh them at the podium chaz and jimmy in all their glory now not fighting over the the stage but they're sharing it as brothers with their gold medals and chaz is like let's go out in style and he like oh kicks God. their heels which suddenly have rockets on the back of them and they shoot off into the air compartment of the stadium opens and they go out into the outer space and, and become constellations it was truly beautiful what an ending what and, a grease and also, ending I sh- such a grease ending and it's yeah. funny because earlier in the movie I forgot to mention but earlier in the movie they established that Chaz can just shoot fireballs out of his hands and they don't explain any of it. No, like that's wh- definitely pyrotechnics. You, like, are you I don't think sure? That they also had Jimmy have a bird come out of his suit after his performance. But he didn't have a bird come out of his suit. His his hands, his gloves were birds. So I don't he, think they had superpowers. <laughs> I don't know. I like to think they did because at the end of the well, CJ, they flew away. Like that, that, that's just like the right off at the end away, of the movie. And then, you're, and are you then telling Will me, are once you telling again, Mister Grease fire. has superpowers too. Maybe, maybe <laughs> it would have been a more interesting movie. I'll tell you what. If like I don't know, Danny Zuko is like, come on, guys, let's ride, and like they. They just start flying, like all the cars, like that scene where they do racing, except uh. it's in the sky. I feel like it's a more interesting movie. And apparently they're gonna remake Grease soon, so call me. I'm ready to i I'm ready to fix it. There you go. With but, superpowers. But that's Blades of Glory. That's the movie. Oh, it's so good, y'all. I can't even we didn't even touch on some of the best parts. Like you go watch we, it. Spend go, three Spend four bucks on YouTube. Go watch it. Or, or like me, who once again accidentally bought the standard definition for two ninety nine. That was fine. Standard def for YouTube was three bucks for me. That's what I did. Wow. Yeah. yeah standard YouTube's def. YouTube's taking dude, all my cares? money. Honestly, hey. Fandango now is taking my money. Hey. Uh, Alexa. Yes. Um, permission to ask a question. I'm not having helium sex with you. I'm sorry. Oh my god, that was not <laughs> what I was going to say. Are you sure? Yeah. The answer is no. Sorry. Okay. I'm taken, and so are you. Yeah, I'm. I'm completely fine with that. I was just gonna ask if you wanted an Amazon review. Oh, I'd love some. Thanks. Okay. Yeah. Let's do one of those. <laughs> <laughs> First one is from Roasted Oats in 2016. One star review. Dot, dot, dot. But I was watching a recent episode of American Pickers, and when one kept the other one waiting one morning to finish watching the stinker for the upteenth time, I thought perhaps this movie was better than Farrell's usual tripe. Nope. 90 minutes of my life and $3.99 I'll never get back. What does it have to do with American Pickers? I assume one of the Pickers loves this movie and keeps watching it and is late to meet the other picker and that's what made this guy watch the movie and he was not satisfied i didn't i was unaware of this american pickers lore it goes deep i thought 
I just watched it with my parents a couple times. But here, Alexa, speaking okay. of lore, I have uncovered uh-huh. another piece of 2007 lore. Oh, no. A. Angel from 2007 says, Paramount sucks. Oh. Why, Paramount? Why did you have to sell out to go HD DVD exclusive? I was planning on purchasing Blades of Glory off Amazon on Blu-ray, but I guess won't be doing that anymore. I won't even buy the DVD because of this. I'm so angry at Paramount for making such a stupid financial decision like this. A decision like this is what is prolonging the godforsaking format war. I honestly believe that Microsoft does not give a rip about HD DVD since... They're making so much money, and the losses that HD DVD is already incurring does not affect them. But I digress. I will no longer. I will purchase. I will longer purchase Paramount DVDs as a result of this. They just lost a customer along with every other Blu-ray supporter. P.S. That means no more Transformers in HD for me. Wow. What a loss. So. So this is apparently a big thing that happened. Did you know this? This this format war between Paramount and like Blu-ray? I didn't I I didn't even know. I remember when Blu-ray came out and I was like I don't have a Blu-ray player so I guess I don't really care. Was there a different player I, called an I don't HD know. DVD player? I think those are just regular just DVDs. Is that just a regular Yeah, I was just about to say it's not just a regular but DVD. Are are you still buckled in? I am. I have an unbuckled. Tom T-, Tom T. from 2007 says, Why should the customer have to decide? It's funny to read all these reviews, as I also prefer Blu-ray, because it only makes sense to me to choose a format that offers more space, because HD needs a lot of room. But the crying shame in all of this is, why the heck are there two formats to begin with? It would have been a lot simpler for all of us if the companies could just put out the differences aside and merge the technologies to give us just one great HD medium. But no, it's beta and VHS all over again. So my hope is that in the upcoming dual player from Samsung will be reasonably priced as the $1,000 LG just doesn't make sense. Heck, you can buy both HD DVD and Blu-ray players for quite a bit less. The bottom line is HD titles really look awesome compared to the regular DVD. Whichever one you choose, enjoy it. Soon it all won't matter, as downloading HD content should be the next step. Uh, this is like, the, all of these I, are about okay, this. I've, I'm looking this up. I looked it up because I had to know what HD DVD was while you were reading this. It just looks like a regular DVD, except, and listeners can't see this, but CJ can, this is what the logo was instead of Blu-ray. You see? It yes. literally just says HD DVD. Yeah. And <laughs> the Wikipedia page says it's a discontinued obsolete high-density optical disc format for storing data and playback of high-definition video. Like, okay, like, relax, Wikipedia, before you start reading. But, like, I found f- anti-HD DVD fan art. like and it's not it's not good it says there's like the blu-ray logo and versus the hd dvd logo except the hd dvd has a big x on it and then they they photoshop the hd dvd logo onto a tomb and it says rest in peace that's great so 
I guess this is a part of culture that we were not privy to. I didn't have either of these fancy old things. Chandy so. says, I love this movie in theaters, but I'm infuriated by Paramount's decision to take this title away from Blu-ray. The release date was already announced for Blu-ray, and two weeks before the release, they take it off? That's ridiculous. Yada, 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 yada. John B. says, wow, some people are so whiny and short-sighted. Look at this from Paramount's POV. In one swell <laughs> soup, they made just more money than they would probably in three years if they stayed neutral. There is no way at current adoption rates they would sell $150 million anytime soon from BD slash HD DVD sales. So why not go for the gold? Seriously, why can't you do R. Black says, first, this is for reviews of a product, not a place to air your ridiculous lies about HD DVD. <laughs> Microsoft lies. paid nothing to Paramount, which has already been confirmed. Paramount dropped Blu-ray because the format is too expensive and isn't selling well enough. Period. Why don't you just go scream at Sony for trying to tie up Fox, Disney, and Lionsgate? If... <sighs> Daw says, if you haven't heard the reason why this won't be released, it's this. Without going into a huge amount of detail, Microsoft paid Paramount slash DreamWorks $150 million to go to HD DVD exclusive with absolutely no support for Blu-ray in the near future, even though BD is out. So M. Johnson says, uh, according to Paramount, they will be <laughs> HD DVD exclusive starting within the release and Shrek 3 and Transformers. So Amazon has a lot of refunding to do. Don't waste your time buying this on Blu-ray. You will never get it. Get it on HD DVD. Jim C says, Thank you, Paramount, for helping me prolong this HD media war with such a useless decision. Fort Worth Proud says, My wife had this title pre-ordered for well over a month. I guess they don't want to do business with us. I think I'll avoid all Paramount titles from now on. Antler says, One of the worst movies of the year. I'm glad it's not coming to Blu-ray anymore. What is happening? What is happening? I don't know. This this war seems so needlessly. Okay, but this it, it is, just seems so redundant. But this is the thing, okay, CJ. Yeah. We've, what what is the thing? I'm what is not it? saying that we've watched a shit ton of 2007 movies so far, but we've watched a solid handful, and we've, we've been watched reading twenty now. We've watched twenty now. Happy twentieth episode. We've watched. Oh, this is episode twenty two. Because oh, happy 20th episode. Yeah. Uh, we've watched a solid amount of, of 2007 movies, is what I'm saying, which is, and we've also read a lot of Amazon reviews, and none of them until today have had anything about, about format wars. So what was it about Bleeds of know. Glory that really incited the fire in these people? These were all made in August 2007 as well. So it was around that time. Maybe there's some sort of announcement? Yeah. So maybe if we watch another movie from that similar time frame, we'll find something else. Who knows? We're learning more about 2007 with each episode. And I have one final review. It's amazing. Oh, okay. I was going to say, it's just amazing that we've lived through this and we didn't know any of it. I know. I know. So young. But this one, I have one final review, but it's about the actual story and oh, not God. the disc it came in. Okay. Thank God. <clears throat> Merle's ideas and thoughts says, and this is from <laughs> 2011. Will Farrell, you idiot. You've really done it this time. Oh, wow. In this groundbreaking laugh-a-thong pube-haired chucklemonger, oh. Willie Farrell, comedy genius, plays a man, a man who is a little bit mentally R-word, who is involved in some sort of sport or in rare bursts of innovation and invention has a job and a place. At the beginning of the film, yeah, he's doing a pretty good life is 
going pretty good for the Willmeister. Could be better. Can't complain. It carries on like this for a bit until a rivalry with someone in some form or some means he gets sacked, fired, kicked off his team. Things just don't seem like they could get any worse for the ferret. But they can and do. Will Fells is at a real low point in his life dark times. But then by some twist of fate or miracle, he's allowed to do whatever it is in this particular film he does again. Nine times out of ten, teaming up with the ex-antagonist. And wins, and the end is happy, and he's even more successful than he was prior to the things can't get any worse bit, and it's hilarious. Then uh, we have... E-E-T-R-E-R-O-J-K-I-P-E-R-T-5-T-T-R-4-5-T. That was somebody else? That was somebody else? This is a new person. No, this is still the same review. Oh, Jesus Christ. This this is text. This is text in that review. And then he goes on to say, that sentence above, this was just me smashing my forehead against the keyboard in red raw fury. But the paragraph above that sentence could be copy and pasted to every Will Ferrell film and no one would notice. Will Ferrell should be illegal. You could say it doesn't have to be groundbreaking, just entertaining, but it isn't everything either. Ah, I hate you, Ferrell. You only play one character, yourself. He's an idiot. This film is awful. (laughs) He's really done it this time. He's that was really a review. Has someone called imagine, the police? Imagine being that angry because of Will Ferrell. This person has because a personal vendetta against Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell wronged this man, and he will not rest until his story is told. I felt like I was reading like a fucking dramatic monologue for like some I'm student's one-act I'm going to use that as my audition monologue. <laughs> Like, like, Will this is Ferrell, some Joker you've done shit it again. Right that shit was so good. Like, do people that not realize crazy. that this is the same movie? Like, yeah, we realize it, buddy. It's we okay. get it. We get it. Yeah, wow. it's okay. That's that's like in the movie. Um, John Hader's got a stalker, like we said, and he is actually the one who tells him about this loophole that he could still skate again because he's tired of stalking. Um, and being huge fans of other skaters. It's not as fun as being a stalker of his. And so he helps him out, and he's like, but I'm I'm still going to murder you one day. And then <laughs> John Hader's like, yeah, buddy, I know. Like, I feel like this person is the Nick Swartzen, but of Will Ferrell. <laughs> but, but completely negative. He had, yeah, but completely negative. I mean, Nick Swartzen's character was planning on on murdering Jimmy McElroy eventually anyway. He just, you know, also considered you know, you, him his best friend. You, you know this guy thought he was hot shit because of all the different ways he was calling Will Ferrell. The nicknames the ferret. He thought he was so funny. He thought he was the so on top. ferret is so Will fails the Will Meister. The Will Meister. <laughs> That's going to get him. That's really going to so get him. That's so fucking funny. People, dude. So Imagine. I gotta ask you a question. I, I gotta. I got. When was the sure. last time you you just straight up left a review? Stop. I think like I was so excited about a very nice dress that I got a couple months ago that I wanted to tell everyone that it's a good dress. So I left a 
Very nice go. review on the dress. I, I rarely leave reviews for shit. Like, I can't imagine yeah, being yeah, so yeah, fucking no. upset to leave a yes. scathing review to a DVD on Amazon. My like, favorite that just... are the people that are not even angry about the movie. They're angry about these format wars that are only uh, slightly related. Yeah. I don't like it. It boggles my mind. I can't, I don't know. I don't know. Some of these people, dude. I actually, CJ, if you will, I have. I a, will. I have a little bit of a table turner. I'm turning the tables because I'm, I'm not. Myself, I'm not taking helium with you. That's not happening. <laughs> I said no, no. Not that. Not okay. that. <laughs> I have found uh, some reviews myself. And I, they're not. You found reviews. Yes, I stumbled upon them, and it is a very strange phenomenon that I have stumbled upon while trying to do research on this movie. Um, I found them on IMDb. They were all left in 2019, and they are all three (laughs) star reviews. Okay. Now I'm going to start reading them to you, and I just. Just tell me what the uh, what the main common theme is by all these people who are from different um, accounts. So I'm ready. H Z Stizzy says three out of ten stars. Which is the worst movie in history? Blades of Glory. Asterisk star. The Force Awakens, Noah, Once Upon a Time in America, The Last Jedi, White Chicks, referring to the asterisk star. I am not homophobic. In reference to Blaze of Glory. Next is left on August 7th of 2019 by Truett X. 3 out of 10 stars, gay positive movie. Just not very funny, unfortunately. The jokes and occurrences were stupid. September 21st, 2019, Jazia Jack, 3 out of 10 stars, nothing against homosexual tales. It is just that this one was boring and stupid. I am not interested in the characters and should not have watched or stuck it out. It figures, and I should have known, because it is about ice skating. And the last one is from May 11th, 2019. It's from IMDb user, Backstabbing VP Sales Nextopia. Three out of ten stars. A silly homoerotic story. It is too unbelievable and too lame. It is unfunny and like a cartoon that is on film. Exaggeration is okay when it is interesting, not when it is a spoof that takes itself seriously. Uh, I, I think I know. Did you see the thread? I think I, see see, I, I think I do. Is it the what? raging homophobia? Yes. And Okay, what? I did it. I win. Yes, you win. Congratulations. What? Why the fuck did four separate people in 2019 all leave reviews of this movie, some not completely related to being homophobic at all, just mentioning, "By I didn't like this movie. By the way, I'm not homophobic. There was nobody gay in the movie. Did they watch the movie? I don't know. I don't did they, know. Like- 
and it's funny too because the first one the one that i actually read last i read them backwards to forwards but the first one that i saw was gay positive movie and i just saw like that little snippet and i thought it was so weird and funny that i actually have a screenshot of it because i was just gonna send it to you and just be like oh i look at this weird review i found but then i found more and i didn't understand who is like, backstabbing like all right VP this sales next listen Topia? Listen, I'll, I'll argue that this movie did more justice to to gay people than I now pronouncing Chuck and Larry. But still, it was like it was one scene when it was just a bunch of like news uh, interviews of random individuals saying like, "Yeah, two dudes figure skating together." I didn't know that was a thing. And then you see like a chef saying like holding a hot dog with two hot dogs inside the bun, going. This is not how you eat a hot dog. This ain't right. This ain't right. Like that's that, that uh, but that's it. I've I've made a terrible mistake. I have gone on to these people's accounts who have left these. Oh reviews. boy. Okay. So Jazia Jack is talking about chicks in a movie called avalanche sharks in blade runner 2049 he says beautiful chicks the wife just rocks i and then <laughs> oh i can mo- see their facebook profiles called, now this war movie called 12 strong they just call homoerotic backstabbing vp sales nextopia <laughs> only has three reviews it's blades of glory a silly homoerotic story star wars the force awakens in which he titles his review i say he they entitle title their review this inferior gender switch remake is almost as bad as dotard trump's hair implant and then he says death of a nation not a film for normal human beings Think deficits are bad when Obama is president and twice as much under Trump is not even worth attention. <laughs> it's just talking about anti-China sentiments. What People is this got person? too much time on their hands. Three. Oh, Truett Xavion, who called this gay positive movie terrifying. Never want to meet this man on the street because for 500 days of summer he says three stars because it shows women as they are. Psychotic. Lying. Clueless and a waste of time. And then they wonder why any man should want to have anything with them more than the good old in and out. Ew. As usual, the nice guy loses and the Johnny-come-lately marries the psycho. Who are these people? What? Who are these people? What? What? Y'all need to chill. Oh, what? This person is probably the most normal. The one that said that left the little asterisk that says, I am not homophobic. He's just got... Oh, a- Atomic Blonde, he's upset that there's barely any nudity and no truly exciting sex scene. Are these all the same person? Oh. Society is truly a terrifying place. Anyway, I just thought it was funny that there's four to five different reviews that all say I'm not homophobic. Thank you for those reviews. You're welcome. Thought I'd turn the tables. Yeah, they've been turned. They've been turned. Uh, This was a pretty good movie, CJ. I will say, as I was doing research on it, the... So, do you know the actress Busy Phillips? Not at all. 
she was in like Freaks and Geeks and she was in a lot of shows in like the 90s late 90s early 2000s and she always played like the mean popular girl and blah 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 um and now she she like had a talk show for a while I think she still does actually and she like is a very like um she's very much a a pro-choice activist and she's spoken out against like anti-abortion sentiments and stuff like that she seems like a cool person but regardless she wrote in her memoir that she actually helped write this movie and they just the two screenwriters who were like brothers just kind of like took the movie and ousted her and pretended like she didn't and then she like confronted them and was like hey like years years later when they did this interview that I actually read with the Nerdist with Will Ferrell talking about like how they like thought up the movie and stuff and they didn't even mention her and she like very angrily like texted this these people this one guy and she's like you are absolute trash I helped you write this movie and he apologized profusely and like is now trying to like right his wrongs but yeah in the original film she's not credited as as anything they didn't credit her as anything not even like story by or anything but apparently she was very good friends with one of the screenwriters and they were working on the the movie the hot chick together or no they were on white chicks they were working on white chicks together they would like you know sit it was during like the winter olympic games and they would sit and like watch the figure skating and she said to him like wouldn't it be funny if they did like this uh, they did a movie but it was about two men doing the figure skating pairs and he was like that is that would be a funny movie and so that all three of them uh him his brother and busy phillips all got together and wrote a script together and she helped hammer it out and she actually brought it to the writers guild to make sure that like they can keep the rights to it and then they ended up ousting her and just like forgetting about her and she was so upset about it and then now she's like getting her credit back but i was like good for her because this is a terrific movie and she deserves all of the credit yeah fuck all that yeah fuck those dudes they haven't done anything since so that's karma all right there you go good movie (laughs) she did a good job writing great job Great movie. The budget was $53 million. It made $145.7 million, so oh, obviously wow. a smash. Yeah. It beat out Meet the Robinsons in its opening weekend, so Ooh. iconic, truly. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We recommend it. This is a hearty recommendation. Oh, this is a hearty recommendation. Where would you put this in our, um, in like our, our, uh, you know, so our number, yeah, yeah, our, our list. It's a list. You know, our list, our number list. Our, our ranked list. list. Our rank, that's, how would you rank it in our ranked list? Our number one is Enchanted with Doobie Cox as our number two, correct? Yes. I would say this could fit nicely as number three. I would say so as well. I, I personally like Doobie Cox as one, but yeah. Like, <laughs> if we had added... beat out by the fans, I'm sorry. I know, I know. <laughs> So this could this could be a three. This is really really good. I might even I, on some days I might even put it as a two and put it above Dewey. The only way, listen here. The only <laughs> way it's getting two is if Dewey gets one. You motherfucker. No, El- never. Enchanted could have three. Never, absolutely not. Then She's I guess and she deserves number one. I guess. Uh, I guess Blades of Glory gets three then. That's fine. It's your loss, bud. Pfft. Pfft. 
survival loss. <laughs> what are you, shooing a cat? What do you think you're doing here, huh? <laughs> you punks. <laughs> Get out of here. You're going to wake your hedgehog up. I know. She hates that noise, too. She's probably pissed. <laughs> Raising a little fist like, screw you, motherfucker. She's like, God, I just want to fucking sleep. Actually, no, it's good that she's not awake because she loves to run on her wheel like a lunatic. And... Wait, can you say can you say that line again? What? What Your impersonation of your hedgehog. You, what? You oh. Say that exact line that you just said. Just like that. What, what, what did I even say? Like, why don't... You said, like, God, what? I... What did I say? You said, God, I just want to fucking sleep. Can you just say that in your in your high bitch voice? God, I just want to fucking sleep. I'm scared. That's what, uh... What <sighs> that's what she said on Helium. Oh, my God. Uh, and that's going to be it, folks, for every comedy in 2007. Oh. I really had to fucking <laughs> work hard to get that joke on the table, but we you did really it. You really did. It's time really to dip did. and get out of here. You get really out of Dodge. Did. CJ, I think I'm going to get, I think we should, we're going to get matching tattoos like Chaz and Jimmy. <laughs> I'm glad you said that. I thought you were going to say like Helium Brothers or something. Helium Brothers. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. I don't know either. You just sit next to it's each other. It's like one of those brain. Helium. It fell out of my brain. Oh, my um, God. We got to get out of here. It's 12 matching a.m. T- matching 2007 tattoos yes. is a thought. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Hey, Gina. Hey, Gina. Gina. Hey, Gina. I Gina. heard, I heard through a little blue birdie named Twitter that there's a new song that's coming out. Yes. Gina's got a new single. Go listen to it. So first, thank you, Gina, for letting us use your song 20-something off your album, Yellow. It's fabulous. And I can't wait to listen to your new song. I can't wait to listen to the new song. When she posted it, I was like, oh, my God. I was yeah. So We're there huge fans. We're not even huge fans because she's our friend. We're huge fans because she's talented and wonderful, and you should Yee. be fans, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, follow us on our socials at Every2007Comedy on Twitter and Instagram. Um, uh, practi- wear some pads on your your knees and your elbows if you decide to go figure skating. Yeah, good, good word of advice. Thank you. I'm sorry. I got scared because CJ's camera like dipped out for a little bit and all of a, I looked away and I looked back and all of a sudden CJ's face is back. <laughs> I'm back, motherfucker. <laughs> we'll see you, we'll see all, you in all in 2007. <laughs> We're a fucking mess. We're dumbasses. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> Why are we like this? I don't know. I want to die. <laughs> Oh, seven.